We are kicking off in December. Oh, hey, we do what we want. Right? It's fall. It's Christmas break when most people are reading. No one. Kids don't read during holiday break anymore, do they? They probably try really hard not to. No. Um, and welcome to the podcast where we give vague <laughs> descriptions of vague things. I'm Lauren Ballman. <laughs> I'm Jessica Austin. And this is Required Readcast. Oh, welcome to our holiday episode. Yeah. Well, last year's holidays were kind of traditional. We had the Bummer Fest, the Gift of the Magi. <laughs> Um, and then we had the, we had the ghost fest, uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol, and now we're doing the childhood trauma fest, <laughs> which, which I didn't know until today was called how the Grinch stole Christmas, not the Grinch who stole Christmas. Oh, oh. that is a big difference. Yeah. Well, I thought it was the Grinch who stole Christmas oh. because there's the who's, who's. Mm-hmm. Oh no, how the Grinch stole Christmas. So it's more of a breakdown of this is how he did it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys, December makes me tired. December is exhausting. And then I do weird shit like that. Lauren's musical stylings of non-Christmas carols <laughs> will be coming at you uh, sporadically throughout tonight's episode. Oh, I'm so sorry in advance. That's only from I the really, 90s really though. Am. Yeah. If you can get Wham's Last Christmas in there, I will give you I will give you a gold dollar coin that I accidentally got from the car wash the other day and you can't oh, spend in normal places. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm I have like eight tuck of them. that away in my back pocket and hopefully that will come out at some point in this mm-hmm. episode. All right. Wham's last Christmas. I want that dollar. If you can fit it in, I'll get you a sweet, sweet golden dollar. <laughs> um, hey, but the, before we get to the great How the Grinch Stole Christmas, are you reading anything right now? I am ashamed to admit that I'm still reading Neverwhere. I don't know why it has taken me so fucking long because it's a really good book, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I thought I would be done today. I thought I was going to be able to come on this podcast and say I finished it today, but I still have mm-hmm. like 30 pages left. Um, it's really good though. I'm really loving it. I just have been terrible when it comes to focus and reading in 2019. What's up with that? Mm. What's up with that? What up with that? What up with that? <laughs> is that the Keenan and Kel sketch? It sure is. Oh, I love it sure so is much. a Keenan Thompson <laughs> reference. Keenan Thompson might be the least recognized <laughs> actor in the world who is amazing. He's so talented. That's the guy from SNL who's yes, so good. Yes, who's been on it for 40 years. For a million years and is so like, he's such a foundation guy. I love him. <laughs> the king of the deadpan. Mike, I actually have a copy of Neverwhere sitting next to my bed. Oh, yeah. That I haven't cracked yet. Um, uh, but I'm reading, to go with your boy Neil Gaiman, I'm reading Terry Pratchett still. But yeah. I'm reading Hogfather, which is his Christmas book. It's so fucking delightful. Oh, that sounds great. It's so Hogfather. good. Hogfather. Are there pigs? There are pigs. They pull the sleigh and they pee. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I had always avoided it because I thought the synopsis sounded kind of meh. And then I was like, on oh, the cover art, like for some reason Terry Pratchett cover art when I have the book in my hand kind of turns me off. But now I'm reading it. It's so wonderful. And it's like all Aww. about consumerism and death's granddaughter is out there solving mysteries. Like it's, it's kick-ass. I I'm, love it. I'm a super big fan. That's great. Um, but we are not reading Gaiman or Pratchett tonight. No. Tonight we are with our buddy Dr. Seuss. Or Theodore Geisel. Yeah. Did you look up a pronunciation? I think it's Geisel. I was guessing Geisel. I feel like I've heard guessing that Geisel? Guessing Geisel. Um, who was in, I think he was a legit doctor because he was a physicist. I think the doctor comes from, he might have actually been a doctor, not a medical doctor. Well, and Seuss was his middle name. 
That's awesome. Who's Theodore Seuss Geisel? Well, and when he was older and retired, he went and lived in La Jolla, California. And there was uh, another actual Dr. Seuss who lived in that town. Oh, man. Who was like a little bit miffed that the uh, pen name Dr. Seuss was also. Was he in no way silly? He was so in no it really way silly. bothered him. <laughs> I'll tell you what he did in a moment. Yes. I, in, in reading this, like actually reading it, um, which is something I hadn't done in a really long time. I was telling Jess, I realized how many times I have seen the cartoon version in my life because that was planted in my brain as I was reading it. And I'm like, these lines are different. And that just shows how many times I've seen the cartoon. Well, and I avoid the cartoon and I have never on purpose read this book because I'm terrified of the Grinch who stole Christmas and I don't like him, and he scares me, and I'm an adult grown woman. <laughs> and like when I, the previews for the Cumberbatch were hitting the theaters, I would cover my eyes or like turn into Jeff, my husband's shoulder. <laughs> like I have a legit, he's creepy. He's no, really creepy. He is, and I, I respect that because while I am all in on the cartoon, I in no way ever need to see a grown adult dressed in a Grinch outfit. And I want nothing to do with the live movie, either version. Well, I remember the one when Jim Carrey did it, it freaked me out even more. He was, he was horrifying. He was absolutely horrifying. And then what was even worse, like, so let's talk about the Ooh. levels of Grinch terror. Because yeah. oh, the, the animation or the illustration in the book is pretty creepy, but he's not green. Um, oh, fair. He's black and white, and, but yeah. his eyes are red sometimes. That's creepy. Then you get to the animated version, and he is green, and his eyes are yellow, mm -hmm. and that's really creepy. <laughs> and then you get to the Jim Carrey, which just takes the horror up a notch, and it's Jim, it's Carrey, Jim Carrey in, like, yeah. latex Grinch face. Um, and so that's utterly awful. And then, to make it even worse, they made merchandise of that, so there's these Grinch dolls that are Jim Carrey in the latex makeup, and it's just this horrible, abominable snowball of Grinch awfulness, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> Y'all, I think Jess is shaking. I I don't know that I've ever seen you hate something as much as this. I mean, I hate a lot of things. Yes. But this is irrational. Well, this is, and this is what shows me that you must love this podcast because you were willing to still talk about well, also, I recognize at my grown adult years that I, it's, it's really <laughs> stupid. It's a stupid thing to be afraid of. No, but I mean, it, it's genuinely creepy when it's an adult in a costume. Mm -hmm. I, and, I'll give you that. And the red eyes are creepy, too. Mm-hmm. And then the yellow eyes are creepy. And then he abuses his dog. That did always bum me out. Like, he abuses a dog a lot in the yeah, cartoon. Yeah, he's mean to the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that. Well, and I think as I, as I speak on it, like, I've often been in rooms where the Grinch has been playing on the television, and I would just sort of, like, curl up in a corner and put my <laughs> eyes down and, like, read the Babysitter's Club or some shit. Because uh, my family, my extended family, all, oh, God, 25-plus Austins. There's a lot of Austins in this world. Um, that's all of us, probably. But, like... They enjoy tormenting me about the Grinch situation. Oh, no. So, like, all my aunties and uncles when I was a little kid just were just overjoyed to fuck with me. Um, I'll tell you the ways I have been fucked with <laughs> a little later and why I'm afraid of the Grinch. Because there's a reason. I had a nightmare. And I'll tell you oh, later. No. I was five years old and I had a nightmare. And I'm still not dealing with it well. Thanks um, for We engaging. are going to explore these deep, <laughs> deep-rooted fears. 
<laughs> because that's what the holidays are really about. I think that's the biggest symbolism in this whole episode. The Grinch is traumatic. The holidays are traumatic. There you go. There you go. Done uh, and done. Um, so I guess our, the, the, the official summary... Uh, this guy doesn't like... Well, the Grinch doesn't like Christmas, so he decides he's going to steal it. Yeah, the title, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, yeah. sort of... From the Who's, mm-hmm. who are just like the sweetest baby angels on the planet. They're just like the most pure little people living down below, and they all have like a a little lip that like poofs out. I'll take a picture of the Who face that I made. And Can you make a Who face? Can you poof your lip out? Hold on. You're just exhaling. <laughs> That's a horse face. So That's not a... Okay. I'll take a picture of my Who face and then a video of what Lauren is doing right now. This is just like exhaling air through her mouth. It's like I know what I want my mouth to do, but it's not doing it. That's what I'm like when I'm dancing. (laughs) I know what I want my body to do, and it won't do it. Oh, man. But I will say, like, I do think, you know, this was a pretty popular and well-recognized tale by all kids, right? Yeah, it's, it's iconic. Yeah. And I didn't realize, you know, because I was born in 78 and you were born in the early 80s. So mm-hmm. for me, like, the, the Grinch and Dr. Seuss had just always been around. Yes. So I, like, didn't really realize that, oh, no, there's a year that these were published. And, like, mm-hmm. that they were making their marks on society. Like, so the Grinch was published on October 12th, 1957 in Red Book Magazine. And then it was published as a book on November 24th, 1957. So this came out in the 50s. So, like, can you imagine, like, the department stores and, like, the people bustling in to buy presents and they get the Grinch from the book department and that's, like, (laughs) the hot holiday book for that year? Yeah, that's so cute. That is so cute. Like, like... The Frozen storybook adaptations are the hot holiday books this year. <laughs> Olaf's magical adventure is this year's Grinch. But that, yeah, like it, it, it hit and it has never stopped being popular. Um, my sixth grade teacher, again, with the childhood trauma, uh, it was his pre-holiday break tradition to read the book aloud to our class. Oh, wow. So let's imagine how well that In went for sixth me. Sixth grade. I got teased. Oh, man. Oh, right, heading right into those awkward preteen years. Yeah. Wow, we really are working through a lot of mm-hmm. deep shit in right? this episode. Well, here's my summary. Uh, my summary <laughs> is um, a horrifying monster abuses a dog and terrifies a town at the holidays. That's what that move. That's what that book is to me. What's your summary? <laughs> um, my summary is uh, you can't steal what. People don't have. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> think about it. it it's Put a that thinker. In your it's cookie. a real. It's a real thinker. <laughs> Let's start making deep thought Christmas cookies with just Lauren little Laurenisms written in there. You can't steal what people don't have, you guys. Yeah, you can't yeah. steal it. So take that, Grinch, because because you thought you were gonna steal Christmas. Well, th- Christmas was inside of them all along. Yeah, take that. I don't know. I like I said, I'm tired, you guys. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, my clever quota is not up to par. Um, Dr. Seuss seemed like he's a pretty pretty decent human. Yeah. What, so that's good. What I love about Dr. Seuss is, uh, A, he was enjoyable as a child, other than his um, tale of holiday terror. But, you know, the cat in the hat, the, the counting of the fish, um, Yertle the turtle. There's so many. The, I like the one about the pants. Did you ever see the pair of pants that were, like, walking down, walking around by themselves? 
<laughs> the, the pants walk, oh, the pants walking around themselves is cool. I like it. Yeah, I um, I remembered uh, Green Eggs and Ham mm-hmm. and Marvin K. Mooney. Will you please go now? We're two that I read a lot with my parents. Bartholomew and the Hats. Um, but he wrote more. He wrote and illustrated more than sixty books under his pen name, selling over six hundred million copies and being translated into more than twenty languages. So. Very uh, worldwide rec- recognition and very popular. Well, did you see how he got, why he started using a pen name? No. Um, so in college, he was kicked <coughs> off of the literary magazine because he was in college during Prohibition. Uh, he was at Dartmouth. And um, is that right? Isn't that a grad Dartmouth College? And a grad student at Lincoln College, Oxford. So when he was when he was at Dartmouth, he was part of the literary magazine and he got caught drinking gin with some of his buddies. Uh-oh. But you can't drink gin. You can't drink gin in here, Seuss. So, so they made him give up all his extracurricular activities as punishment, but he still wanted to write for the literary magazine, so uh, he started using a pen name. Clever. Breaking the law. I still want to drink gin, and I still want to write. What will I do? Pen name. I'm Dr. Gin Drinker. <laughs> I'm no, Dr. Wait, gin. Dr. Ginny Seuss. Okay, just Seuss. <laughs> Well, the only thing that I don't like about Dr. Seuss is, like, so he met his wife, and she was a big supporter and was, like, really liked his drawings and was, like, somebody who illustrates so beautifully should be doing it for a living. So she supported him and kind of made him go be an illustrator and a writer. Um, And then towards the end or later in his life, he had an affair. She became depressed. She killed herself. Mm. Oh. And then he married the woman he had the affair with. Rup, ro. Yeah, I missed uh, all that. I don't like that part. Ooh, whoops. I don't like that part at My all. My bad. What I do like about him are his political cartoons uh, against the Nazis in World War II. Yeah, fan mm-hmm. of that. Big old fan of that. Uh, and I just always like the uh, whimsical nature of his books. They have a very, like I said earlier, silly very silly quality to them. He kind of created his own language of sorts and nonsense words, and um, it's it's just funny. Mm-hmm. It's silly. I love the all I, of his characters. Just I like the, I like that the way I like the way they're drawn. Even well, maybe not the creepy ones, but um, I remember Horton always the elephant. Yeah, those stories always were. Very touching. Yeah, and then it continues the the Who the Who trilogy. Yeah, he hears a Who. Well, um, one note I read about his um, illustration style, and once I read it, I was like, oh yeah, duh, is that he rarely has straight lines. Everything's a little bit droopy. Oh. And they called out the Cat in the Hat and the Grinch's face as examples of that. But they're also like even things like buildings, even things that should have square angles. He doesn't ever have straight lines. Mm-hmm. Everything's sort of smushy and droopy and. Oh. Oh, interesting. Um, when you guys went to Universal, did you walk through the Dr. Seuss land? Yes. Yeah, it's yep. cute. It is really cute. It is very cute. No good rides, so we skip it. No, but it's cute to walk through for a hot second. Um, but the Grinch, who, that's what we're here for. <sighs> that's what we're here for. I'm so sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he he's grumpy. He doesn't want any, he knows Christmas is coming. Um, I have to say one of the things that I do appreciate is that he wants to cancel Christmas because it's so loud and noisy, and he knows how noisy the Who's get when it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, I, uh, I can relate to, like, not wanting to be surrounded by a bunch of crazy noise. No, I, um, 
uh, upon reading this as an adult for the first time probably ever, um, I'm a little dismayed to realize how grinchy I have become. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need those fucking noisy merrymakers out there. I'm going to sit up here with my dog and glare at you while you sing Abu Dhabi or whatever their song is. Um, but yeah, so the Grinch is up there and he's like, oh, I don't want... Abu Dhabi. Is that not the... Abu... I see, I know the song because it leeches into your consciousness even though I actively tried to avoid... Is that not... It's not Abu Dhabi? Is that the name I of the city? I don't think it's... Yes. That's Dubai. Um, <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of year when I get my cities mixed up with songs. <laughs> uh, so the Grinch is like, hey... We, I don't want this shit to happen. What am I going to do? I know they can't celebrate Christmas if they don't got no Christmas. If I steals if it. If I steals it. Yeah. And then this is a manual about how to steal Christmas. Yes. So Step what one. do you do? First, first, dress like Santa Claus because they're not going to suspect you Mm-mm. if you're dressed like Santa. Right. Step two, make your dog, Max, be, be a, a reindeer. Be a reindeer because Santa always has a reindeer. Do you think, because it's only, that's only does one horn. Like, he takes that antler and then, like, ties it on Max's little face. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. For a real long time, I thought he, he, like, stapled that antler to Max's head. Oh, no. So that contributed to my dislike of the Grinch. I know. And Uh, let's let's give a quick little shout-out to Max the dog, because he puts up with a lot of nonsense. mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, kind of wears a smile through the whole thing for some reason. He's a good dog. You're a good dog, Max. Good dog, Max. You're a good boy. Good boy. Uh. I don't know how the Grinch even got a dog in the first place. Like, I can't necessarily picture Grinch, like, going out to uh, purchase Mm -hmm. a rescue animal. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't feel like he paid breeder prices. Um, And Max, when you look at him, he's just sort of a little brown mutt. Like, I don't feel like he got it from a breeder. The Grinch probably wouldn't go to a pet shop. So he just has this weird soft spot for a dog. Maybe, but he's not very nice to Max. No. You know, like Max gets pretty Max gets pretty abused in, in the reindeer games of the whole thing. Yes, and the one thing that is missing from the book that you can't replicate that's in the cartoon is the fabulous music with I can't sing that you, low, but you're a mean one. Nice. Mr. Grinch. It's, it's real resonant. Yeah. Uh, it's Boris, Boris Karloff singing that, right? Yeah. Narrating and singing? Uh, I don't think he's... Oh, he yeah. narrates, but I think somebody else sings. Well, whatever it is, it's impressive. And I even know that that song. <laughs> I think I know the correct lyrics. That then it's not Abu Dhabi. Um, <laughs> Abu Dhabi. But the <laughs> make my own fun. His name is Thurl Ravenscroft. I'm which sorry. feels like a fake name. <gasps> oh, that's right. That's Thurl. T H. URL. Can we make sure we put a picture of Thurl Ravenscroft Dude, on the Instagram? Thurl looks a little like um, Vincent Price. Thank kinda. you. Yes. Like he's got a little thin mustache, and like he looks both dashing and nefarious at the same time. Like wow. he tie you to a fucking train track. <laughs> With a last name like Ravenscroft, you've got damsels everywhere. There is no way that's really his name. That has got to be his like fifty. Thurl Ravenscroft. Name. I'm Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, we'll have to play a little... We'll, we're going to have to insert a little clip of Thurl. Oh, yeah, let's hear Thurl Ravenscroft singing. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. So, yeah, so he's got the plan in place. 
He's got his Santa outfit. He's going to go in on Christmas Eve because he knows that on Christmas Eve, everything will be set up for Christmas, which will mean that he can just steal more shit. Yep, all the shit will be out so he can steal all the shit. Mm -hmm. And then the Who's will wake up on Christmas morning and they'll be sad. And they're going to just cry instead of sing because they won't have any stuff. And it's harder to cry loudly. You can't really project while you're crying, so he shouldn't be able to hear it. Exactly. But he'll have a nice, quiet Christmas day. Mm -hmm. What does he even want to do on Christmas? Just sleep? Yeah, I guess so. Be grumpy? Um, hang out with Max. Right. Um, so he decides, he heads out on his sled, and he goes into Whoville and um, starts taking absolutely everything. Everything. Every All the single thing. Uh, he takes the stockings, and then he takes the nails from the stockings, and he'll take the tree and all the ornaments. And then... He is in one little house, and a sweet little girl named Cindy Lou Who arrives. Uh, I'll give you this. Cindy Lou Who's real adorable. Why, Sandy? Why? That was really cute. Why are you taking our Christmas tree? She's got her little one pigtail. Oh, my gosh. I love Cindy Lou Who. Did you, did you watch Gossip Girl ever? No. Was oh. there Cindy Lou Who? There was, because the Jim Carrey movie, which I didn't watch, but I learned this uh, after the fact, Little Taylor Momsen, who played Jenny Humphrey on Gossip Girl, who turned out to be a hoe. Um, <laughs> she was Cindy Lou Who. She was like a maid. Cindy Lou Ho? Cindy Lou Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas, Yay! you were a hoe, but the very next year, you were Cindy Lou Who. I'm glad you guys, I'm tired. I'm so sorry. Lauren is existing on Red Bull, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I owe Jessica you just keeps feeding me peanut butter cups and Red Bull, and that's how we're making this podcast that's happen. That's how podcasts work. Um, so let's just mention, though, Cindy Lou Who, according to the text, is two years old. Yes. I was like, you're Cindy really Lou Who, who is no more than two. Cindy Lou Who, who is no more than two. That's fun to say. Good yeah. Job. Good job Ooh, quoting that's that. A good, that's a nice little vocal warm-up. Mm-hmm. Cindy Lou Who, who is no more than two. You're welcome, all the actors um, listening to this. Yes, we have given you the gift of a new articulator I mean, because he does trick her. Like, yes. Yeah. So she's gullible. And that, actually, I actually do love that part in the cartoon, because it's the one moment he turns and he acts real sweet, and he's like, oh, I'm just taking your tree because... There's a light out on it, so I'm going to take it and fix it and then bring it right back. So here, my dear, take this glass of milk and go back to bed. And she's like, oh, Santa. And then um, he robs the joint because he's a douche. That was really, really good. That was a good reenactment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cindy Lou Who being two falls for it. Yeah. And then he steals all her shit. Yep. And up the chimney he goes. And he doesn't even leave a bit crumb big enough for a mouse. No. And then he repeats the process, except for the lying part, all over <laughs> all Whoville. All over Whoville. Every single house gets hit. How all of Whoville slept through this, I don't know. Or do they not have alarm systems in it? Probably not. They're no. real ch- They're It's like Canada. <laughs> Whoville is Canada. <laughs> oh, we'll just leave our doors unlocked for Santa Claus. Eh? Ah, watch out for the moose. Um, watch out for the one-antlered reindeer over oh, there. Oh, golly, that thing. <laughs> it's lifting a leg and it's peeing all over our tree. Um, 
So the Grinch returns home very satisfied with his night of crime. Yes, and he's like, and now I wait for them to be devastated. <laughs> and the devastation does not come. No, because... They sing the Abu Dhabi song. Christmas was inside of them all along, and you can't steal what you don't have. You can't steal what you don't have. Yeah, so it, then <laughs> instead of them getting up in the morning and wondering where all their presents are and wondering what happened to everything, they all just join hands in the town square and start singing anyway. The Abu Dhabi song. And they hold hands and they sway. And they're happy, and, and they're, they're singing. Even without the things. And the Grinch cannot believe this. No, and you know what happens? His heart grows three sizes. Three. Three. Oh, we didn't mention that the problem with the Grinch to begin with was a malformed heart. <laughs> it was two sizes too, too small. small. So then it grew to be grew three sizes, which I think then it makes one size too large. And now it's too big. Now it's gonna just and now burst. he's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> now he has a pacemaker, and that just everything chilled him the fuck out. But he decides because his heart grows three sizes, which because <laughs> his heart becomes engorged, engorged in his chest. Um, he he all of a sudden is like, oh shit, uh, maybe I was a dick. I better give them all their stuff back. Give them their stuff back. And then invite goes, myself to their dinner. And then let them feed me. So he goes sliding down the hill with everybody's things, still in a Santa outfit, and with Max. And they get to then be heroes. <laughs> they get to be like, hey, here's all your stuff I just stole. Aren't I a hero? Right, I'm giving you your stuff back. Give me credit. <laughs> so I do have to, I, I'll read one little part because... Yeah, so after he um, looks down and he's stolen all their things and he expects for them to be sad and he wants to hear the noise of them being sad because he's a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presents at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And they're all holding hands and smiling. Take that, Grinch. Right? Christmas is inevitable. You can't stop it. So he joined in the festivities and carved the roast beast. And Max does get a piece of roast beast. He should. So. He's a good dog. Max deserves the whole roast beast. Give that dog the roast beast. And I hope he brought crumbs for those little mouses. I know. Because they needed some crumb action. Um, and he restores Christmas with his now engorged heart. So he doesn't have long to live. This is probably his first and last Christmas. <laughs> he won't be around next year. How the Grinch stole Christmas and got a... How the Grinch had a cardiac arrest. <laughs> a sad tale by Dr. Seuss. And um, that's really the whole thing. That's really the whole thing. It's like 24 pages. Yeah. Not much. I think it's maybe only double that because of the illustrations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the like, actual written words. Word count wise, it's real short. Which is why we picked it. Yay! Because we apparently don't have time to read anything. No, I've been alternating between my book on page and on tape, by the way. On audiobook, tape is not a thing. We'll get to part two of Les Miserables in, like, 2021. I wanted to get to it today because it's Christmassy. Oh, yeah. Um, But don't worry about it. We'll get there. Maybe that'll be January. So, um, are you ready to share some... Some Grinch trauma now that we've gone through the book? Or I am you... ready to share some Grinch trauma. And then I have a part I just want to look at. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, but my, my Grinch trauma, so when, it's so stupid. I was five years old, and I don't know why I remember I was five, but I had a dream that the Grinch, the Grinch, because he's not the Grinch who stole Christmas. It's how the Grinch how stole he, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, how he did it, not who did it. 
um, I had a dream. He was chasing me around my grandma's house in Southern California. And so in my little dream, I remember being in my little five-year-old body and I'm running from it. It's really scary. And I go up the staircase and then I go into my grandma's bedroom and then turn into the bathroom. And he lets me like cornered in the bathroom and little five-year-old Jessica's freaking out. And he turns me into a girl Grinch with a big purple hat, like a like Audrey Hepburn style, like sun hat. Um, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was a girl Grinch in a purple hat. So I grabbed the roll of toilet paper and I threw it at him and then I went running down the stairs and then my perspective switches and I'm seeing myself oh, run no. down the stairs so I see like this little little mousy looking kid in a red Christmas oh, dress running down the stairs and Jess. all my family is there waiting at the bottom to like be like it's okay you're not a Grinch anymore um, but for some reason that freaked me out and then then when you tell your large extended family what freaks you out they just start fucking I with think, you I think the real problem here mm-hmm. is the Austins I think the real problem <laughs> is the Austin family cuz they they do they <laughs> melt your fear they milk your fear hardcore uh, the Austin family is like a diluted version of Pennywise from <laughs> It by Stephen King. They find your fears and they exploit them. Like for years, I would get Grinch ornaments. I would get Grinch slippers. Um, I let my fear be known when I was teaching still. Oh like no. when I was at summer camp every summer. And it was when the Grinch Broadway tour came through. So there was a big old cutout Grinch that then some people put in my cube at the office just to fuck with me. And it had to stop. So, but fun sidebar, turns out my husband, Jeff, had also had a Grinch nightmare of getting turned into a Grinch. Uh, What? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Did you ever get, did you ever dream about being turned into a Dr. Seuss creation? (laughs) Because they're all freaky. No. Okay, well. I don't even really, I, I don't know if I've had many dreams where I've been turned into things ever. I don't know if I have either except for this Grinch situation. Well, I get why you're afraid. That's mm-hmm. that's scary. So Especially the purple hat. Yeah, well, and then, then they look... Yeah, you look terrible in purple. Purple does not go with It's green. not your color. Yeah. You can't pet pea green fur skin all over you. And a and purple hat. What is this, Mardi Gras? <laughs> that's the real thing to be afraid of here, Jessica. <laughs> I think we should expand the Grinch series into Grinch stealing other shit. How the Grinch stole Mardi Gras. And he just goes to New York. He just goes to New Orleans and, like, takes all the beads and the hurricanes and covers all the boobs. How the Grinch stole your bridal shower. <laughs> it's like some basic bitches, like, where's my rosé? <laughs> the Grinch is just... The Grinch shoves the a male stripper in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> How the Grinch stole Arbor Day. Remember the chainsaw everywhere. I love it. Oh, oh the Grinch coming to a holiday near you to ruin it. That's if the Grinch were written right now, you know he would steal everything. Like they would totally make spin-off series. <laughs> um, it's kind of tough to do character choices with this one because I mean I know the sucks to your Asmar award would go to the Grinch for you. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, like, is there anyone else it could even go to? Well, no, because you really have the Grinch. We have Cindy Lou Who, and we have Max. Yeah, I mean, and Max is my favorite. Oh, definitely. So I like Cindy Lou Who too. But she's adorable, but she's two. Can 
I maybe give like an honorary sucks to your asthma award for whoever Cindy Lou Who's parents are that they didn't even notice that a grown man has come into their home in the middle of the night and like speaking with their child. Mm-hmm. Is that, am yep. I just not suspending my disbelief enough? No. Or are they really bad parents? I think they're bad parents. I think they had too much <laughs> hoonog the night before. <laughs> and we're up doing who knows what in that bedroom. Who who knows? <laughs> who knows what? Mm. And they didn't ignore, they, they didn't realize that their sweet two-year-old little... <laughs> Very um, articulate Cindy Lou Who. Right. Their child genius was down there <laughs> interrogating a burglar. Um, and he outwiled her with his Grinchy wiles. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'd say I'd say Max is my favorite. Yeah, he's and a I'm, good dog. He's a good dog. Max deserves his own book. Max duck. Max should have adventures. Yeah. Well, Max made it into okay. Wait. So before we finish, finish my, um, so I can't say to any of the movies who if there's like auxiliary characters that they've added because I'm sure you can't mm. make a hour and a half Benedict Cumberbatch animated feature with just Benedict Cumberbatch and True. a dog and a Cindy Who. So I imagine they probably like made the mayor of Whoville and Bulked stuff like up that. the, yeah, that's true. Added some side plots. Mm-hmm. But, so I can't speak to any of that. But I would say, I would say that uh, The Grinch is my least favorite, Sucker Asmar, and uh, Sweet Little Good Boy, Max, is my favorite. Yeah, he's a very good boy. Uh, favorite part? Hmm. Oh, when it ended. Just kidding. My I mean, heart is I'm hungry today, so I'm probably going to say when they ate the roast beast. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I do love, I guess it's not a favorite part so much as I do appreciate the overall message of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an important one of, I mean, I, I did read that in part. It was kind of an anti-commercialism book, which I think it's funny that, that was a thing back in the 50s. It's like, oh, Dr. Seuss, if you could only see mm-hmm. how commercialized holidays are now. Um, but I, I do genuinely love the message that, because I think that that really does become problematic around this time of year as we all get so caught up in all the, the shit that you start to forget what Christmas is really about or what the holidays mm-hmm. are really about or that the stuff doesn't matter. It's about the people. Well, I think, too, like, his point of view of if, if as an outsider looking in, of I, I think I see what they value. I think those people value the things. And so he's totally off the mark as to what matters. And I think that's also kind of interesting just in now, like, when you look at people and you're like, yeah. somebody just cut me off in traffic. And you're like, no, from their perspective, like, what's going on with them? Yeah, um, well, and I do. I think just from most of his books, it seems like he, Doctor Seuss, had a pretty deep well of empathy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lorax, and then Horton, Horton, and then this book. I I feel like a lot of his stories come from a really empathetic, like, "Hey, let's just be kinder" kind of place. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. And well, also, yeah, the roast beast. Well, and um, that also. Brings to mind the um, that one very memorable political t- cartoon that made its rounds around social media. I bet you've seen it, where a mother is reading to her child, her two children. She's like, "Oh, and then the monsters gobbled up the children," and she was like, "But it's all right because they were foreign children." And you're like, "Oh, oof!" It's, it was relevant, you know, in World War II when he wrote uh, the cartoon. Yeah, and right now too, you're like, "Yep, yeah." We do we only take care of our own, or do we take care of everybody, mm-hmm. or is it allowed when it's others? And I mean that even at the very end, you know, like 
the Grinch came and stole their Christmas blatantly from them and then came back to be like, oh, my bad, here's your stuff. And they still invited him to Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forgiveness. He still opened his doors. Can you imagine? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was good Hamilton, too, but I'm this not paying a very singing episode, you all. A very I like Linda Belcher <laughs> on Bob's Burgers. She just has to sing it. I really like, I like when he tricks Cindy Lou Who. Um, way to think on your feet, Grinch. Way to <laughs> improvise, if you will. And I just like Cindy Lou's like, I'm two years old, and something's not right here, mister. Yeah. And like she calls him Santa Claus. I think Santy. that's adorable. Santa. Why Santa? Um, I also do like the illustrations. The colors, at least in the too. copy of the book we have, um, black and white, and then red. Just all this red, yeah. And like the red is just really kind of dynamic and makes you like, when the Who's are singing, like, there's all these sharp lines in the red background. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so I'd say the illustrations that are not of the Grinch's creepy, creepy face <laughs> are my favorite part as well, including, and in addition to the trickery of cute little Cindy Lou Who. I'd have to say, live-action Dr. Seuss is never a good idea. Because you think of Jim Carrey, and then when you think about Mike Myers in The Cat in the Hat atrocity. Ooh, I didn't see. Mm. I didn't see it because the posters were enough to go, that's Grinchy. I'm not going to go pay money to be horrified by Mike Myers in cat in a hat makeup. Do you think, I wonder if it's because there is just some sort of whimsy to his characters and his drawings Mm -hmm. that can't, just can't be replicated with humans, I don't think. I agree. I feel like it's just something that doesn't translate. Like it still works as a cartoon because you can... Yeah, like the the animated Lorax, like the CGI. Yeah, that's a good movie. The, yeah, the shapes are all there. They look right. Um, but yeah, when you put that on like a human face. Yeah, like it just you, doesn't work. If you made a human being look like a Disney princess, your her eyes would be Ugh. freakishly humongous and everything would be tiny. Like it would be yeah, a monster walking around. Yeah, um, So I wonder if that's part of it. Because it's not necessarily the story that doesn't translate. It's... I think it's the way his characters were drawn, and that illustration is just such a huge part. Like, they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to turn them into human form. Yeah, he's not just a text-based writer. He's not just uh, an illustrator. He's definitely, those are both in conversation, and I think essential. And I think that, I saw, one of the, (laughs) I'm not trusting the things I read today, because I'm misquoting them, but I know, I did read at one point, this was the first book where he had, like, an adult character in it like like they're not calling the Grinch human but like a, yeah. a grown up like all of his other books up until that point had um yeah like they're the Mulberry all young Street and they're kids. kids or animals mm-hmm. and this was the first like adult that's really interesting yeah oh an anecdote I read was um his first book I saw it on Mulberry Street which I totally remember reading oh yeah um, which was a real street in Springfield He's from Springfield. Yeah. Um, but he shopped it around to a whole bunch of publishers and nobody wanted it. And he was literally on his, or according to Wikipedia, he was on his way home to burn the manuscript. No, when Joe he, style. Right? <laughs> yup. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, he ran into a friend who was like, no, hold on, hold on. I have some connections. I'll help you oh, out. Oh, good. And his friend got him connected and it got published. Good. Yeah, because like we wouldn't have had all what of if, these things. No. Oh, my was, gosh. The, the, I feel like the face of children's books would be, I can't even imagine what it would look like without Dr. Seuss in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's funny how one person 
doodling in a notebook and being and his doodles were seen by his then girlfriend who then became his wife she encouraged him to continue writing this friend helped him do helped him get stuff published oh, like, and then he cheated on her he cheated on her dude that ain't right don't cheat don't cheat on the people who help you find success and support you no matter what yeah I don't appreciate that mm, I don't like that part <laughs> um, but yeah like if but if, no but I yeah so I see what you mean up until mm-hmm. that part yeah, up until the cheating, um, all is good. But yeah, how like one little thing can be like, look at how it's impacted the world. Like that's kind of crazy. Like there's a, there's so many movies based on Dr. Seuss. There's a theme park section at Orlando yeah. at Universal. There are Broadway shows. I had to deal with the song "Oh the Thinks You Can Think" <laughs> all my fucking teaching career oh, because musical. Musical. I like it. It's cute. It's it stuck in your head. Yes. Um, but Grinch makes an appearance in Seussical. Um, yeah. So I've never seen Seussical because right. I knew that. <laughs> I guess according to the interwebs, Grinch and Cindy Lou Who and Max the Dog make an appearance. And then there's a there was a Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Whole, nope. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Broadway show that had yes. a limited run. That's um, right. So yeah, movies, Broadway shows. There's some other stuff that he's gotten up to in film or TV and I don't remember what it is and I don't want to Google it. You can Google things yourself. It's called Wikipedia. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I just if off if this man hadn't been supported by his girlfriend, if he hadn't ever shown his art to her, he might not have. We might not have all these impactful things. I know that's wild. Yeah, to I think, think it's about really really crazy. Um, so my disc question, my disc question was going to be, what holiday would you want to Grinchify? Oh would man, would you want to steal? Yeah, um, no, I'll, ask, I'll ask that. That's not my question though. What um, wait, not Christmas. And we can't say Mardi Gras or bridal showers because we already made all the fun jokes on that. What holiday would Lauren? How Lauren stole? What would? You, what holiday would you steal? I'm gonna go with Halloween Ooh. because it has the best candy. <laughs> so you would just? Um, I basically want. I'm basically stealing it for the candy, and also just because I think it would be a really. Funny reaction to see what would happen if I stole Halloween. Uh, and here, here's what I would do. I'm stealing Halloween to steal all the slutty costumes. I'm not giving you Halloween back until you can dress like regular people. You want to be a mouse. Dress like a mouse. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking Halloween from you until you learn how to, how to play with it properly. Mm-hmm. Dress correctly. Yeah, and then if I'm gonna and, I, and I'm gonna eat all the candy. Right. Well, people who wear slutty mouse costumes don't want to eat all the candy. Anyway. No, exactly. Um, I think um, I would. would I would steal. I would steal Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> steal all the nachos. I steal Ooh. all the Bud Light. I steal all the big screen TVs. I steal all the jerseys. If the Packers are playing, I steal all the cheeseheads. Um, wow. Me and Dexter and Titus, we would go out in disguise as refs. And we would just steal all the super. I love shit. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the footballers would be sad, sad, sad. Oh, sorry, and footballers. I give it back. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like that. I imagine like my condo would be stormed by angry Broncos fans, though. This would like surge of ye- yellow. That's not our color. Surge of orange and blue, just like lining up and crawling up the side of my building to try to get another Super Bowl shit back. Broncos fans. Are- my question is, what do you think a Cindy Lou Who grows up to be? Oh, wow. Um, Cindy Lou Who 
grows up to be a, a forensic psychologist. <laughs> Um, or maybe she, maybe she just works in forensics. I think I think I just meant to say forensic anthropologist, but I think that she definitely goes into um, into law enforcement and investigates like holiday crimes because <laughs> she's like I knew something was wrong and no one else in my town did. So I feel like Cindy Lou has a really good sense for things that are wrongdoing and ne'er do welling. Yeah. So Cindy Lou who probably grows up to be some sort of crime fighter. Um, I would agree with that. Clarice Starling. Cindy Lou Starling. Ooh. Cindy Lou Starling. What do you think she grows up to be? Uh, I agree with that. And I was going to say maybe, you know, like a defense attorney or some sort of... But to go kind of the other route, I think she could also be a kick-ass, like, veterinarian who, like, maybe runs some sort of animal shelter that's named, like, Max's or something. Max Bunt? Oh, damn. But people aren't in Denver. Maxfund is a really great not-for-profit, no-kill shelter, and that's where I got my kitties. Donate before the holidays. We love them. And they also did next the Dexter's knee surgery. It was the vet at, next to Maxfund that took care of his little ACL. Oh, buddy. So we like Maxfund. If you have money, you want to donate, maxfund.org. <laughs> you said we like Maxfund, and Titus just licked me on the nose. Yeah, my chihuahua just kissed me. That was me really cute. Oh, thank you, Titus. Oh, uh, so why did we have to read this? Well, I think it is a good classic holiday story that still has a palatable message for kids. And I think it's a good um, thing to tie into at this time of year. Just Mm -hmm. a nice little reminder of like what the holiday is really about. I like that. I I agree. And I think one reason it's also appealing is because it's not saccharine. It's no. not like you should share. No. There's like a flawed character that kids can kind of relate to. Like they're like, I, the Grinch is a jerk. Yeah. And kids can be jerks. Yeah. So you see somebody behaving in a jerky way and maybe you don't feel like you're a jerk towards Christmas, but I was a jerk as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was a jerk all the time. We're all jerks. We're all jerks. I'm still a jerk. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest jerk there is. <laughs> So yeah, like from yeah. The, you look from a jerk's point of view, and then you're like, oh, look, it's you can be nice. Yeah. So yeah, I think kids like it because it's not sweet, it's not preachy, it's just like, don't steal people's roast beast. Yeah, and I agree because even when he comes to the realization, and his heart grows mm-hmm. an abnormal amount, his heart swells rapidly. Um, he he comes to that on it's it's all on him. All of it is he comes to it on his own. It's not like, you know. Yeah, and he didn't get caught. Like, I mean, he wasn't busted and had to repent. Um, He was not visited by supernatural spirits to learn him a lesson. Right. It's his decision to turn that sled around and Mm -hmm. take all the Christmas stuff back. Yeah, and it was just by realizing that, oh, the stuff I took doesn't matter. The shitty thing I did really didn't have an impact on these people. And maybe my shittiness made them better and stronger and more of a tighter-knit community. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Good message. It's good. I read it. I feel, I feel. I'm really proud of you for pushing through your fear. I am too. I'm really. And I hope that um, if you have a dream tonight about the Grinch, that it's a nice one. Yeah, but not a sexy one. But not, that that, no, is that would just take it in a whole different oh, direction. Oh, God. No, that can't happen. <laughs> um, we already talked about it was a film or TV and was oh, never yes. a play. It oh, was. Yes. Um, but I was, I think my silver lining I found on this episode when we decided to do The Grinch was that we could make the Simpsons reference. Yeah. Um, uh, on season four when they need to redo the dental plan and all the power plant workers go <laughs> on strike. Braces. 
Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. <laughs> um, so they're out there singing the the, the 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 protest song, and Mr. Burns is listening, and he has a Grinch moment. So we're just gonna hear a little tiny bit. Of that. Look at them all through the darkness I am bringing. They're not sad at all. They're actually singing. They sing without juices. They sing without blenders. They sing without flungers, cap dabblers, and smendlers. Do tell Simpson Emery. And the animation in that is super cool. Oh my gosh, I love that episode. So, so if y'all have Disney Plus. Get in there. Go to The Simpsons. That's the first thing I watched when we got Disney Plus, oh, by the way, was The, the Simpsons. I bet. Oh, yeah, you, you wrote to me and you were like, okay, what, where do I even start? That's the, the tricky part. Yep. I didn't get Disney Plus. You didn't? I don't have Hulu or Disney Plus. There's too or many Amazon. things to watch. There's too many things. No. Don't you guys have Amazon Prime for shipping? No. We got rid of it. We order a lot of shit. Yeah. I think that we're, we maybe need to order less shit. <laughs> um... um well, anytime you want to watch Disney Plus, you can come over here. You need to watch Thanks. Encore on Disney Plus. It it's. You had somebody else tell me about that. It's the Kristen Bell produced show. Yes. Mm-hmm, where the no, high school. No, that's what it is. Is yeah. I saw the I saw the commercial for it during Good Place. Oh my god. It's, oh, is it cute? I love it. I think it's heartwarming. It Aww. just makes me love theater people. Like, and it also just makes me think about how important it is for adults to play. Yes, like, that's kind of how I feel about making it. Mm, what's I that? Ju- um, it's uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman's oh, show. Oh, the crafty show. And they just put the second season out, and they did it. They put it all out at once for some reason this time, uh-huh. which was kind of fine because you got to binge it. But it's the same kind of thing where it's a reality show, but it's just really positive and pleasant, and the people aren't assholes to each other. Um, like they actually help. It's a good, nice. It's a nice thing around the holidays. Oh, that's good. If we're doing like a hey, here's some pleasant things to watch that won't make you want to die. Check out Encore or Making It. Yay! And I know now. Now that you said we're making it was, I was like, oh, we talked about that on an episode before. How we wanted. To oh, watch it. oh right. And you clearly. I also it. am so not crafty at all. So for me, like. Watching people make amazing things out of like foam board and you know some plywood. Like, I'm how like, do they how even do you do that? How do you do it? Oh wait, I want to give people so season four, episode seventeen, last exit to Springfield mm-hmm. is the episode with the dental plan and Mr. Burns. <laughs> and apparently later on in Simpsons seasons, when I stopped watching because I don't watch later run Simpsons, um, Lauren does it's whatever. Fine. It's it's cool. We're still friends. Apparently there was a grumple. Yes. Who appeared in some stuff. Yes. So anyway. It was kind of like the Grinch, but it was called the Grumple. But yeah. it was, I do remember that now. So. Oh my gosh, the dental plan episode is also the one with Boo Earns. Oh, that's iconic. That's a yeah. great episode. I was saying Boo Earns. <laughs> I love Hans Molman. Oh, Hans Molman. Um, I, I, I'm glad that I'm assuaging my Grinch fear a little bit more. <gasps> You heard it here first. I know. I'm less terrified. I'm still not going to watch the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, no, no. I won't either. I'm probably not going to watch the Benedict Cumberbatch movie. No. Is he speaking in an American accent in that or a British accent? I don't even know. I don't know either. Let's... I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but I want nothing to do with that. No. Who decided that was a good idea I for I don't him? know. Um, hold on. Let's find out about his accent. We're going to play you a clip right now. I know what to do. I going to steal their Christmas. So apparently 
Apparently, Benedict Cumberbatch is using his American accent, which is just yet another strike against that film. Because <laughs> um, I'm Dr. Stephen Strange. Oh, um, dear. He's American. Oh, it's dear. no good. I'm not likey. No. Um, what are you up to this holiday season? What else has happened in your, in your life? You know, it's just a really busy month this year. Um, we're staying in town for Christmas, so we'll be spending time... Uh, various events and things with Kevin's family, but then my parents are coming a couple days after Christmas, and then they'll be here. And this is the first year where I don't have guaranteed time off around the holidays like I usually do. When is the museum closed? Only Christmas Day. So, like, I'm working the day before and the day after Christmas. Yeah. So, I don't know. The holidays feel kind of weird to me this year. It also is just all happening so fast that I don't really feel like I'm fully processing it and... Before I know it, it's just all going to be over. Oh, my God. Well, I just finished my Christmas shopping today, like, for the most part. Good um, job. I pretty, know. I think I'm pretty much done, too. That's the only achievement I've had this year that's different. Most years, I'm scrambling to the last minute. This year, I actually got stuff done because I knew I wouldn't have time. But still. Yeah. And, yeah, previous years, I'd be like, okay, great. It's the 20th. What can I buy that will be delivered, that can <laughs> right. be delivered in two days? Speaking of Amazon. Speaking of Amazon, what can you send me immediately? And that affects all the gifts people get. But I actually, like, did a little bit of pre-planning. Hey. Stuff's still on the way. Um, and Jess and I are both very deep into our Harry Potter advent calendars at this point in time. Um, yeah. You guys, go to our required readcast, at uh, REQ readcast. And we'll link to our um, Instagram stories because our little Harry Potter advent is so much fun. Um, with our friend Jamie Ann Romero, at Ann Jamie. You can see her stuff too. It's adorable. Yes. It's brought me such joy. And I have to thank Jess yes. for um, giving it to me as a gift this year because I almost wasn't going to participate this year. And then I so forced her to do what I wanted. Because it's the most fun. They're just these cute little Funkos. Little tiny Harry Potter Funkos. You can't go wrong. Oh, I saw a Grinch Funko the other day, and it was awful. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Grinch Funko. Grinch Funko. You're a mean mm. one. But yeah, do you have any specific traditions um, that you'll be doing this year? Oh, I wanted to tell you about St. Nicholas Eve. Oh, right. So Lauren came over, and she looks... I have this... We have our Harry Potter advent calendars, both of us at our homes. Mm. But I have this old calendar on my wall that's like made of cloth and I'll, I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram Yeah, too. it has little, um, it has the dates like an advent calendar. And like a little slot, there's a little fa a fabric pocket where you put a little fabric mouse in and it's super old. Like I've had it since I was a tiny kid. Um, and Lauren was like, oh my God, I had the same one when I was a tiny kid. I'm going to send the picture to my mom. It's so cute but I, I've been stocking away all my little Harry Potter Funkos in the slots they're like <laughs> perfect mini Funko sized I love it so we'll have to put a picture up yeah. but um the tradition so I asked Lauren I was like have you ever celebrated St. Nicholas Eve and she's like Bleh. and I think when I think back throughout my life I it's either made up or it's Scandinavian and for some reason my family celebrated it like it's <laughs> not like I, my family's Catholic so I'm, yeah. I'm not in touch um but so it's not a Catholic thing so I think it's like Saint Lucia or like Father like Father Christmas from Sweden, something because on Saint Nicholas Eve, which I believe is December sixth, you leave your Christmas list out in your shoe, and Santa comes and how else is he gonna is get that a list? Dutch? Maybe it's the shoe thing sounds Dutch. So you leave your Christmas list out in your shoe, and then you get you come back the next morning and there's a present. And Santa took your list. I definitely feel like I've heard of this now mm -hmm. that you're explaining it to me. Or maybe it's even, or German maybe. Uh, yeah, well, that might make sense. My last because, name is German. Yeah, same. So yeah, that was the, th like, 
because I when kids were like, I mailed my lender to Santa. I was like, why do you mail it? He'll come to your house and give you a present, you dumb shit. On St. Nicholas Eve. But doy. <laughs> yeah, fat ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I ended the tradition one year when I was maybe like 13, well past believing in Santa, but I still wanted the present on that night. Extra present. Yes. But because I'm a little smart ass, I took every shoe out of my closet <laughs> and I put a fake list in every one. <laughs> my parents were like, all right, no more extra holiday for you, you oh, tiny, tiny wow. asshole. That's so funny. Yeah, what's your, what's you? Oh, and on Christmas Eve when I still lived in California before my grandpa passed, he used to dress up as Santa. He bought a Santa costume oh. the year I was born. Oh. Isn't that so sweet? Oh my gosh. And so he would come and my grandma would buy us all pajamas and everyone in the family, and this is like a big old Catholic family, would get a Christmas Eve set of pajamas and we got to talk to Santa. And he still did it for like this new batch of grandkids. So he's been doing it, well, he did it for like 35 oh, years. Wow, that's so cute. And he'd upgrade his suits. Oh. And we made my, when my cousin Addison was like 10, we made, got him an elf outfit and we made him be Melf the elf to be Santa's helper. <laughs> my family's theatrical. They're adorable. This is so cute. And now Addison has I kids of it. his own. It's so cute. Oh. So I love my family. They're Families. in California. They're great. What's your family tradition that's like really memorable? Um, Yeah, the holidays were a big deal. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Christmas um, has changed some now that I'm older and kind of do like an every other year thing with my family. But um, I guess one of the biggest things was we didn't have traditional food for Christmas when mm-hmm. I was a kid. We would always do some sort of Italian dinner. So we would either have homemade lasagna or do homemade raviolis for Christmas. That sounds delicious. And I just always thought that that was normal, like what you ate for Christmas dinner. And then Mm -hmm. as I got older, I was like, ham again? What is this? Because people always do boring. Like I'm like, this is Thanksgiving part two. It's supposed to be like, but yeah, so I kind of miss um, ravioli or lasagna dinner. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. Or um, every now and then when my great-grandmother was still alive... Um, we would make tamales sometimes for on her side. That's cool. Which making tamales is a big process. But Don't you have to like wrap them in a corn husk or something? Yeah, you gotta make the masa and you have to wrap yeah, it's a whole thing. But you're in Arizona, right? Yep. It's yep. very Arizona Christmas. Yes, this is very Arizona. Tamales are delicious. So yeah, I can see why I want to eat everything all the time because it seems as though a lot of my traditions are food based. Mm-hmm. Um mm. Like it or not, that's how I grew up, I guess. Oh, my God. But I always, uh, every year, I always, I do watch the Grinch cartoon pretty much every year. I watch... um, White Christmas? I watch White Christmas, Uh and I watch the Peanuts. I watch Charlie, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, or Charlie Brown Christmas, whatever Charlie Brown Christmas is good. Yeah. How Charlie Brown celebrated Christmas is what it's technically called, Lauren. Get it right, please. How (laughs) How the Charlie Brown (laughs) celebrated (laughs) Christmas. Christmas. How could I forget? Oh, I love I love that movie, and I love White Christmas. And I love I, White Christmas. I know it's problematic, but I love Love Actually. Ooh. I know. You hate Love Actually, don't I you? I do. It has issues. Which I I love. Like, one day when you posted the the gif of Emma, what's her name? Which Thompson? Emma is it? Yes, Emma Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's too many Emmas. Who are the other They're Emmas? all British. Watson and... Oh, yeah. And okay. um, the other one. 
That's all. You just had to end um, up Anyway, uh, I, like, I like her story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like a couple. I like certain people's stories in love, actually. But as a whole, I don't like the whole movie. And I've also just, you know how I feel about Kara Knightley. I don't like her at all. Yeah. Um, and then over the years, actually, a thing that's become a recent tradition between Kevin and I is we watch a lot of the uh, Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes, um, which I highly recommend because they're all fantastic. I would have to start watching Bob's Burgers. Yeah, but you know what? I think you could like watch okay. some of the Christmas ones. I've watched a few at the beginning, and I like them. Yeah. I do not like them. Because Linda, Linda Belter loves Christmas, and she goes crazy, and it's great. Mm. Um, there's an episode where uh, Mr. Fishoder, paid, played by Kevin Klein, um, you find out he runs an underground gingerbread house competition every year. Um, and so it's really funny. Uh, amazing. So I highly recommend that. Well, yay. But yeah, so uh, I hope you all, what, however you choose to celebrate, have a happy holiday season and try to make it peaceful and restful. Yeah. That's something I'm going to try to do this year. You know what I just realized? All the people who steal packages this time of year, mm. like Gorge Pirates, they mini are Grinches. mini Grinches. Oh. Ooh, you assholes. Don't do that. Don't be a mini Don't Grinch. Don't be a mini Grinch and steal people's packages from Amazon. That's not cool. That's not cool at That's all. That's happened to you before, hasn't That's it? That's happened to me. I, Too much? I might have ordered a gemstone water bottle. <gasps> <laughs> like a bougie bastard. Is this something made by Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> no. Gwyneth Paltrow sold one, but I found a much cheaper version on Amazon and I was so excited for it. And I ordered one for my friend Jenna. I ordered a gift for Jenna because she saw it as I posted it and wanted it too. And I was like, I'm going to be nice and get a present for my friend in addition to a present for myself. And it took forever to ship and I got the alert and I maybe got home 20 minutes after the delivery notice and it had already been stolen. So my building has a major theft problem. So... I no longer have a um, crystal water bottle with amethyst wow. in it. Wow. I hope it gave whoever stole it some real bad karma. That makes me so mad because you know they diarrhea. open it and they're like, this is stupid. And they just threw it away. I'm positive right. they threw it away because yeah. it was stupid. It was a stupid thing to buy. I acknowledge that. And it was an even stupider thing to steal. Yeah. So, you, so I hope you feel terrible You now. suck. Um, um, but on that note, uh, stay gold, Cindy Lou Who. Uh, stay gold, Max. Oh, stay gold, all the who's down in Whoville. Stay gold, Grinch, you bastard. Oh, stay gold, Lauren. Stay gold, Jessica. Thank you for listening to Required Readcast. If you enjoyed the show, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a rating and or review. We're also available on Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at REQ Readcast. Required Readcast is produced by Sexpot Comedy. Theme music and lyrics by Max McEwen and Noah Evan Wilson. Vocals by Aaron C. Willis. Stay, Stay gold, gold, bookworms! bookworms.